discussing that word. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel. Open a channel to all decks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today, we are here to talk about Star Trek Day 2021. Like always, I'm your host, Clarence, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host slash Trekkie, Cal Jones. How are you doing, man? So I felt a little bit of a question mark behind Trekkie just then. <laughs> well, Maybe. you know, you're more of a Whovian. So you I know. cannot <laughs> help it. I cannot help it that my brain tonight is in the Delta Quadrant. I'm in the Alpha Quadrant and they're not quite synced. But other than that, if you want to call me a Trek Whovian, then we'll go there. We've got to get you home. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> Oh, man. And who could do that? Maybe a certain Catherine Janeway, maybe? Yeah, which we will talk about. So let me just preface real quick by saying Star Trek Day is the now seemingly annual event that celebrates the airing of the first episode of Star Trek back on September the 8th, 1966. The live stream celebration took place on Wednesday, September the 8th of 2021 in Los Angeles, California. It was hosted by Will Wheaton and Mika Burton, featuring a live orchestra by Jeff Russo, well, composed by Jeff Russo, along with in-person conversations from many, many people in the Trek sphere. So before we get into some of the details, some of the trailers and announcements, I, I want to kind of ask you, did you catch any of the live? I did not catch the live, I will admit. You know, I I did not catch the live, but even before you said, let's jump on and gave me links to the trailers, I had watched the trailers. So, you know, I didn't go into this completely unaware because I am enjoying all of these. And I actually watched a couple of um, things on YouTube, especially talking about Strange New Worlds. So, yes, I'm I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, no real need to watch the Star Trek Day celebration other than seeing the the panels that occurred. Not a whole lot of news out of those. I think they were just tossing the ball to knock the trailer for the trailer to knock it out the park. So a lot of the conversation. okay. nothing really just grand and spectacular. Now, we did get some speeches from. Each of the cast member, well, one of the cast members of each of the shows did a speech, which they immediately went into showing uh, or playing with the live orchestra, the theme of the show. So that was pretty cool to see the live orchestra playing the themes. Um, I think we had a speech from George Takei. Uh, LeVar Burton, and maybe I shouldn't start naming people because I'm going to forget. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, what's the Mayweather's real name? I can't remember his real name. <laughs> but he did one. Jerry Ryan did one, as well as Garrett Wong did one. Voyager alone. So yeah, it was pretty cool to see some of the some of the '90s themes and the you know the early themes from Trek come back. I thought that was really cool to see it play live. And Jeff Russo they was kind of awesome. Did the Enterprise theme? yeah no no they actually did the ending theme really that that is so interesting they did the, they didn't do the it's a long road <laughs> they did the ending theme yeah that is so interesting i was i was questioning i'm like are they really going to do it and, and a lot of the speeches were good some of them were like tongue-in-cheek 
because uh, some of them made comments about, you know, this it, this show is really better than people thought it was. You know, that's kind of what um, Anthony Montgomery said. You know, he has some remarks in there. And, and Garrett Wong, he's he's funny. Um, I'm used to listening him listening to him on his podcast, uh, Delta Flyer. So, you know, I think all the speeches were really cool and interesting. And, and the music was was the icing on the cake. The panels were okay. One thing I came away from the panels was that the Lower Decks crew or the actors behind the crew, they're genuinely funny. I mean, Eugene Cadero had me cracking up the whole time. So, yeah, I, I, I like spending a little time with those with those people. And, you know, overall, it's a good time. So how did you like it? Well, well, two questions. How did you like it being at night? Because I know we've had the question or the conversation of, you know, this was a Star Trek day that did not premiere until prime time. And the second part of the question or the second question is how long into the night did it run? So I do like that they tried to make it more of a awards or grand event at the end in the evening. That seemed kind of cool. But for me, I think that I liked before when it was kind of midday, take your lunch, you catch the announcements. Now they're moving away from it formally being like an all streaming thing. So they had the, I guess, the the ability to have some in-person um, um, announcements since every, you know, people getting vaxxed. And I'm sure they did a fair amount of screening and tests before anyone could come on the set. So I found that interesting. But I don't know. Maybe I like the maybe I like the lunchtime divergence a little bit better. I think I would, too. I, I, I think I like the idea that you can get home in the evening, you know, and then even if there's still stuff going on, you have the carte blanche or the a la carte of pick and choose. And I know you still have that, too. But if you do it at night, yeah, you kind of have to wait. But the simple fact that they're doing it is cool. Yeah, and we'll get into some of the details of the announcements, but one of the worst things about it, it was actually a live event. And I'm, when I say live, live, live. <laughs> and they had these two hosts, which I guess they were Trekkies. But they felt more like social media people slash, you know, YouTuber or Instagrammers. I don't know. Anyway, they were, and I hate to say it, but they were so annoying because it got to one point that they had to buy for time because uh, I guess they were doing setup or maybe some of the actors on the panels were late, but they had like a 30 minute span where they had to fill the time and they were doing like, you know, people do these days on these shows. Let's go to Twitter and see what everybody is saying. And oh, my God, it was so annoying. So annoying. And of course, you had some of them that haven't hadn't even seen all the series, which I don't blame them too much for that. I can't I can't say that everyone has to see every episode. But, you know, I think they could have easily found people who are more invested in the Star Trek brand. Bingo. You can't complain or not. Not you're not that you're complaining, but you can't blame those two people who you can blame, however, is the are the producers and whoever's behind the scenes who chose people because you should have vetted a little bit more. Yeah. And with that said, I think the whole thing probably went (laughs) it probably went like an hour long because of delays. So that was very disappointing. But alas, some of the happenings of the day or of the event that evening were some really cool trailers. And that's kind of what, you know, we're going to talk about really quick here tonight. So if I were to say, Cal Jones, pick out one thing 
from the announcement slash trailers that occurred on Star Trek Day. What is your top item? So can I put Discovery in a different category to answer your question? Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. I'm putting Discovery off to the side, separate category, all its own. That would be Prodigy. I freaking can't wait for Prodigy. I don't know why, but <laughs> I can't wait for Prodigy. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I don't know if we got a lot more than what we knew before, other than, you know, we got some very sweet visuals. You know, I keep saying it time and time again. This is like the Star Trek version of the Clone Wars and the Star Wars universe. But the visuals look fantastic. In the trailer, we got some Janeway. I guess we see where we got a little more information about. I guess we knew this before that they're stealing this ship and that some guy or the enemy, uh, the antagonist of the show really wants it. <laughs> so that's kind of the setup. But uh, what did you think about the visual look and feel of, of what we saw and even getting to see Janeway herself speak Catherine, Kate, uh, Kate McGrew? So what, what did you think? Well, let me preface by saying that I am not totally impartial in what I'm saying because Janeway was my favorite captain, is my favorite captain, however you want to say it. But I don't know. I, I think whoever is behind the design, the visual design of this, and I know that Lower Decks is growing on us and we're accepting and we're enjoying Lower Decks, but this comes out of the gate with so much energy and so much seemingly character development, yes. even without even actually seeing an episode. I don't think I remember the last time a cartoon that I knew absolutely little to nothing about made me say, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see this for some reason. I may dislike it, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah, man, getting these clips, these small little nuggets was one thing. But I guess once we get to see a full story to see what kind of storytelling they're going to do is going to, I guess, ultimately determine <laughs> how much we're going to really like the series. But as, as, as it stands now, it just looks beautiful. And like you said, these small character moments we got already in the trailer kind of starts to build the, the kind of the story of what each of these characters would be. You know, even the details onto on the characters, let's talk the the guy. I'm just going to call him a guy. I mean, I know he's a male character, but even down to the details that they've done on him to having the ear that looks like he's had uh, a fight where his ear is kind of clipped a little bit. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. you're really paying a lot of detail to these characters to kind of personify whatever it is about them it's not just simple two-dimensional animation and again no, nothing against lower deck <laughs> you know i think that character is doll uh, portrayed by Britt gray which he was he was fun at the star trek day panels as well i did feel like some of the mouth sync of kate mcgrew felt a bit off in her character and that might be just because that out of all those characters on there she's the only real human character that we've seen so far so maybe it just felt different you know mm -hmm. but but maybe but but ultimately man i am really ready to see what prodigy is going to bring and we got the announcement of the start of prodigy which is going to occur occur next month on october the 28th what 
Do we know how many episodes of Prodigy we're getting? I would assume 10, but I, I don't think we know at this point. So I'm going to think based on what you're going to say in a few minutes. You said that was on October the what that it starts? October the 28th. So we're going to have an overlap. And that's really interesting that we're going to have an overlap in series on at the same time. Yeah, and that overlap will be Star Trek Discovery Season 4 premiering on November the 18th, 2021. And yeah, we really didn't get any new trailer from Discovery. We just got, you know, this single image of Michael Burnham and say, hey, we're coming on November the 18th. So, um, man, it's going to be busy times. <laughs> so what do you think of having, why do you think, not what do you think, why do you think we're getting overlap? But from a, you know, if I'm looking at it from a programming point of view, I would think that I would not want to have two shows on at the same time case in point would you being disney plus want to have loki and falcon and the winter soldier on at the same time probably not what do you think yeah for their star wars shows on disney plus i don't think they had any of them the bad batch or mandalorian i don't think anything has been overlapping this thus far you know but but maybe the goal here is that they are squarely putting Prodigy in the kids show category. And of course, the diehard people are going to watch it. The Trekkies are going to watch it, but it was not really aimed for the older audience, although it can be supplemental content. So I don't know. I don't know. It may be, it may be a 30 minute show too. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? So it seems kind of weird knowing that we're probably not going to get Picard in early 2022, maybe, but probably not. So, yeah, it's kind of weird that they're pushing these two up against each other unless they're going to be like, oh, the next season is just going to start like early, you know, early 2022 for Prodigy, which is quite possible with this 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 animated show, the style. So who knows? Good point. Good point. And, you know, it could all come down to part of the contracts of when they were written. And I'm just speculating here is you know, you would have an air date of this series, whatever series it is, in 2021, and you had to commit to that. Yeah, yeah. And and probably the overlap might not be that great. You know, it may just be a few episodes, but who knows? Who knows? So let me get to my top item of the night, and that's going to be meeting the Star Trek Strange New Worlds cast. Oh, my freaking goodness. Of course, we have Mal playing Captain Christopher Pike, Ethan Peck playing Spock, and Rebecca Romaine playing Una, which we got her full name. I just always knew number one slash Commander Una. Now it's Una Chen Riley. Uh, which is very interesting. And of course, those roles originally portrayed by Jeffrey Hunter, Leonard Nimoy and Major Barrett. But oh, man, they dropped some freaking bombshells on us, man. So Celia Rose Gooding is playing none other than Cadet Yahira. Yahira is back, originally played by by Nichelle Nichols. I had no clue they would be bringing her back to the series. And I think that's freaking amazing. I love the fact that she predates, but um, not I was going to say Picard, uh, Kirk. Yeah, well, Kirk might be out there running around somewhere, but yeah, as far as um, they're showing on screen canon, she's gonna... no. But I, but I'm saying as far as Enterprise is concerned, yeah, 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 uh, definitely, definitely. As far as being a, a crew of the Enterprise, yeah, that's that's freaking amazing, man. I that really got me hyped. 
dissing that they went there because I did not think they would go there. And when we get to the next person they announced after her, actor Jess Bush playing none other than Nurse Chapel, which is the second character on this roster that was originally played by Major Barrett. So that is freaking amazing. Two, two Major Barrett acted characters are going to be on screen at the same time. So here's what I wish they would have done. And, and if they, what they need to do. So if they, since they didn't do it, here's what I hope they do. At least in one episode, there needs to be a transporter or some kind of something accident to where the nurse is also played by Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> that would be cool. It, it, and it, have them both there at the same time. It, it, at least have them have this awkward moment where they're looking at each other like, <laughs> you yes. know, inside joke type of thing. And then the other uh, announcements from there, for as far as the cast members, uh, the actor Babs Olasanmukin, I'm probably saying his name wrong, I'm sorry, uh, who's going to be playing Dr. Mbinga, which I just recently saw him on an episode I was watching, uh, telling Nurse Chapel to slap the mess out of Spock. Now he said, do whatever Spock tells you to do. And Spock said, slap the mess out of him. I forget which episode that was. <laughs> it was really good. And um, that role was originally portrayed by Booker Bradshaw. Also, we got a few more new characters. Bruce Hork is playing a character named Hema. Christina Chong is playing Leanne Noonien Singh. Interesting. So Did before she- we say something about her, let me say that the actor, I believe, that's playing the character right before that, as well as the character, I believe, are blind. Really? Yes, I think so. Huh. That is interesting. The Bruce Horick uh, actor. Yes. Yes. I believe I believe the character is, and I think the actor is legally blind. I may be wrong. I may have dreamed that, but I think I watched something that's that was introducing and they were saying that the character and the actor were blind. That is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And uh yeah, that is freaking cool, man. And you know, once we move over to this character I just mentioned, um, uh Leon Nunian Singh, of course, she could be a relative of Khan. Maybe, but that's yet to be determined. But that's why I'm going with that. Also, we have Melissa Navia playing uh, Ensign Erica Ortez. So, yeah, that kind of rounds it out. Very interesting choice of actors to play these characters. And, you know, they held these cards close to the chest until until this announcement. So good for them. So uh, are you ready for my complimentary, customary, uh, whatever you want to call it? Corny joke. Hey, it wouldn't be Disgusting Trek without it. All right. So I think by the second season, sim- similar to the second movie, th- that s- at some point we'll get, Lon! <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> but it would be epic. So let's move on and wrap things up with the Picard season three trailer. Um, not a lot of, well, I guess we did get a, a good bit of new footage in this, in this official season three trailer. Once again, Q saying the trial never ends and we find out something has changed the current state of the world or, um, Picard's world into a total uh, or totalitarian nightmare. And what the, what <laughs> is going on? Um, I think it involves time travel and, uh, 
seven to nine driving a pickup truck or something. I, what what is going on, Cal? What is going I on? I thought that was I thought that was so cool. I I thought about you guys because I know that Jonathan doesn't like time travel, and I know you don't necessarily like time travel without a good reason, you know, as far as going back and changing things and et cetera. So I'm really, really curious as to how this plays out. And I go still on what we've said before when we say Borg Queen Who's to say she's the same Borg Queen? Yeah, and we do at least see in the trailer where, of course, uh, in, in uh, wow, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Was it yeah, First Contact? The Borg traveled to the past. So I guess Picard had the idea to use the Borg Queen to get to the past to solve this issue. That that was pretty cool. And who knows what we'll see from the Borg Queen in this in this series. I can't wait for that. And they have three days before the future is changed, apparently. Yeah, I, admittedly, I cringed a little bit when I saw them going to what looked to be a uh, something similar to our present day. <laughs> I was like, no, I want to be in space. I want the spacey stuff. I want. <laughs> oh, and the character that I liked from last season that kind of got left behind is back. Oh, What's Laris. Laris with a Scottish accent. No, the the, the guy that's the no the fighter. Oh, Rios. No, 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 no. El- Elnor, Elnor. Yes, Elnor. Boo, boo Elnor, boo. I don't like yeah, Elnor. I, yeah, I like him. Uh, Q needs to take him out first. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a good character. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, just coming, uh, wrapping it up. What What are your overall feelings on that trailer? Okay, see, see, well, no, well, see, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to answer that because you're wrapping it up without talking about Discovery. Well, Discovery did, really didn't get much. We just yes, got, they got they got their teaser. Uh, it was At a, least I had not seen that before. That is the teaser that came out a while back. Oh well, I guess I missed it or forgot it, but I thought it was darn cool. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have this, you know. They always set up the big tent pole thing that's going to cause everything to go bad, which I think is these subspace pockets that are causing stuff to blow up spontaneously or something to that effect. I haven't seen the trailer in a while, to be honest. But but what we did get from that is from that day at least is the um, November eighteenth. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. So yeah, I'm I'm totally ready for it. And to answer your question now, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't see another character that I know is coming back for series two of Picard. And um, I am excited that there's going to be a series three of Picard. Yeah, they did announce that. Yeah, they did announce three. that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. Uh, but my, but honestly, I think I am most excited. That's why I set it off to the side. I'm most excited about Discovery because I love how it reinvents itself every single season. Yeah, it's definitely going to be be interesting to see uh, uh, Captain Burnham, you know, as she navigates being a captain full time for the first time. So that's going to be pretty interesting. We're going to wrap things up. Thank you for joining me, Cal. Do you have anything you want to shout out to people who may be listening in this abridged episode before we get out of here? You know what? I think I would just say if you enjoyed what Clarence and I are just now talking about and you would like to hear us talk more because, hey, who wouldn't like to hear us talk more? Check out DiscussingNetwork.com and you will find Clarence and I on at least two more shows, probably more, but DiscussingNetwork.com. 
Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And thanks to everyone for joining. This was a bit of a more off the cuff episode (laughs) as we looked at some of these announcements. But we review each and every episode of Star Trek in excessive detail. So if you're new to the podcast, definitely subscribe and join us. And you can hit us up at Discussing Trek on any and all social medias or fans at DiscussingTrek.com via email. Thank you all for joining. Thank you for joining, Kyle. You're welcome, sir. And until next time, guys, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to DiscussingTrek.com slash subscribe. Hey everybody, it's Sergio from Reality Breached. Our team is excited to share with you our newest podcast and limited series, Debriefing and Cocktails, our official 007 podcast. From tropes to theme songs, we break down every single James Bond film, culminating with the long-awaited new movie, No Time to Die. Subscribe to Debriefing and Cocktails today via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player. Visit realitybreached.com for more details. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.